Welcome, welcome, welcome. So grateful to join together with you. (sighs) Grateful for our class. Grateful for our healing. Grateful for our expansion. Yes. Just take a sip here of my spiritual espresso. And we are going to do one of my (coughs) favorite, I guess we could call it a healing meditation. I Am the Open Door from the Violet Flame Book by Patricia Cotter Robles. And so, here we go. I invite you to follow along with me. Once again, I go within to the divinity of my heart and follow the visualization with the full power of my attention. I know that I am joining in consciousness with the I am presence of all humanity and as one breath, one voice, one heartbeat, one energy vibration, and consciousness of pure divine love, we proceed. So let's take a breath and just feel that. Hmm. One breath, one voice, one heartbeat, one energy vibration, and consciousness of pure divine love. I am sitting comfortably in my chair with my arms and legs uncrossed and my spine as straight as possible. I rest my hands in my lap with my palms facing upward and I am at peace. Breathing rhythmically and deeply, I greet this sacred moment from within the peace of my liberated I am presence on earth. Centered here, I am one with all life. I now realize that I am all of humanity standing forth as my mighty I am presence. I feel an upward rushing force of my ascension flame and humanity's free will ascends into divine will. All free will is now ascending into the realm of limitless physical perfection for this sweet star of freedom, beloved planet Earth. In this meditation, I reach into and accept the infinity of my own God consciousness all of which I claim here and now in my earthly vehicles. I am also one with humanity and I experience our collective infinity consciousness as our fifth dimensional solar heart chakras open to full breath. Now, my Father, Mother, God, 
Now my Father, Mother, God's unfathomable, transfiguring divine love pours through humanity's open heart chakra and floods the earth and all her life with its healing unguent. So as we're feeling this, I invite you to inhale, assimilating and absorbing, and exhale, expressing and radiating. Inhaling, absorbing and assimilating, exhaling, expressing and radiating. Inhaling, absorbing and assimilating, exhaling, expressing and radiating. Now my Father, Mother, God's unfathomable, transfiguring divine love pours through humanity's open heart chakra and floods the earth and all her life with its healing unguent. So absorbing and assimilating with each in-breath, absorbing and assimilating into our heart chakra, our Mother, Father, God's unfathomable, transfiguring divine love pouring through our heart chakra and through the heart chakra of all humanity. And we're, as we exhale, we're expressing and radiating. I relax into the peace of my personal and global I am presence and all is in divine order. Standing within my 12-fold, 5th dimensional solar spine and chakras, I begin to profoundly experience God's power on all planes. So breathing into that heart chakra, absorbing and assimilating, exhaling, expressing and radiating. Inhaling, absorbing, and assimilating. Exhaling, expressing, and radiating. I experience my divine integrity knowing my presence on earth is but one aspect of my infinity consciousness. With this awakening, I realize I am a powerful instrument of God on earth. I am the open door. As I in-breathe and absorb the intensified frequencies of light flowing into my heart flame from the heart of my Mother, Father, God, I recognize myself on many levels. Inhaling, absorbing, and assimilating. Exhaling, expressing, and radiating. I am my planetary God self, abiding in the perfected realms of planet Earth, performing my cosmic service of loving, free, all lesser 
energies. Loving ourselves free, loving all life free. Inhaling, absorbing and assimilating. Exhaling, expressing and radiating. Inhaling, absorbing and assimilating. Exhaling, expressing and radiating. I find my gentle rhythm in this aspect of my divinity and I am that I am. I am that I am. Inhaling, absorbing and assimilating, exhaling, expressing and radiating. My awareness is lifted higher and I am my mighty I am presence pulsating in the fifth dimensional realms of limitless physical perfection. Inhaling, absorbing and assimilating, exhaling, expressing and radiating. Inhaling, absorbing and assimilating, exhaling, expressing and radiating. Within this frequency of light, I experience myself as a cosmic flame with light rays radiating out in all directions of the universe. I know myself as God in action here, there, and everywhere present. Inhaling, absorbing, and assimilating, exhaling, expressing, and radiating. Inhaling, absorbing, and assimilating, exhaling, expressing, and radiating. As the rhythm of this aspect of my divinity anchors into the core of my physical being, once again I know I am that I am. Inhaling, absorbing, and assimilating. Exhaling, expressing, and radiating. Inhaling, absorbing, and assimilating. Exhaling, expressing, and radiating. Now I ascend further along my solar silver cord into the galactic presence of my white fire being. Absorbing and assimilating, expressing and radiating. Inhaling, absorbing and assimilating, exhaling, expressing and radiating. Here I am whole, my full masculine and feminine God Self, one resplendent being of light, inhaling, absorbing, and assimilating, exhaling, expressing, and radiating, inhaling, absorbing, and assimilating, exhaling, expressing, I offer to be the open door for the light of my Father, Mother, God. Instantly, I receive an endless river of light composed of the great infinity of light from suns beyond suns 
beyond suns, and I know that I am that I am. Inhaling, absorbing and assimilating, exhaling, expressing and radiating. Inhaling, absorbing and assimilating, exhaling, expressing and radiating. This infinite river of light now flows unimpeded through all of the aspects of my divinity into my physical, etheric, mental, and emotional bodies. So visualize, if you can, your four lower bodies, etheric, mental, emotional and physical like waves rippling out from you in your auric field and now this infinite river of light flows unimpeded through all the aspects of my divinity into my etheric mental emotional and physical bodies Inhaling, absorbing, assimilating, exhaling, expressing, and radiating. Inhaling, absorbing, and assimilating, exhaling, expressing, and radiating. I am now releasing into this light all thoughts, feelings, memories, and experiences I've ever known that are less than the immaculate concept of my divine potential. I am now releasing into this light all thoughts, feelings, memories, and experiences I've ever known that are less than my immaculate concept of my divine potential. I'm now releasing into this light all thoughts, feelings, memories, and experiences I've ever known that are less than the immaculate concept of my divine potential. So with every in-breath, we are breathing in, absorbing, and assimilating the light, the infinite river of light. And we are expressing with every out-breath our divinity and radiating our divinity. While simultaneously releasing into the light of our being this infinite river of light, all thoughts, feelings, memories and experiences I've ever known that are less than the immaculate concept of my divine potential. I am now releasing into this light all thoughts, feelings, and memories, all experiences I've ever known that are less than the immaculate concept of my divine potential.
I embodied, I am embodied on earth to express my free will choice and to function as an instrument of God. I am an instrument of God, inhaling, absorbing, and assimilating the light, exhaling, expressing, and radiating the light. I am an instrument of God, inhaling, absorbing, and assimilating the light, exhaling, expressing, and radiating the light. I am an instrument of God, inhaling, absorbing, and assimilating the light, exhaling, expressing, and radiating the immaculate light of God. I consecrate my life force to the fulfillment of this divine mission, and all is well. I am an instrument of God, inhaling, absorbing, and assimilating, exhaling, expressing, and radiating. I consecrate my life force to the fulfillment of this divine mission, and all is well. I am an instrument of God, inhaling, absorbing, and assimilating, exhaling, expressing, and radiating. I am an instrument of God. I send forth deep gratitude to my Father, Mother, God, and the company of heaven for the opportunity to participate in this glorious adventure. I now breathe in deeply and return my attention to the room. I become aware of my physical body by gently moving my fingers and my toes. I exhale and breathe normally. And so it is. Beloved I am. Beloved I am. Beloved I am. Resting in the light. <clears throat> Allowing ourselves to fully experience this recalibration. I feel it very strongly. Our willingness is increasing exponentially one of the things that's been coming to me for several weeks now is to remind you that I am being asked to remind you uh, to consider starting or joining a uh, a Course of Miracles group if you don't already have one. And even if you have a Course of Miracles study group, to consider starting your own. Just a thought for you. That's my guidance to share with you. 
And to that end, to uh, read from the Manual for Teachers about the teachers of God. So who are God's teachers? A teacher of God, this is from chapter 1 in the Manual for Teachers, a teacher of God is anyone who chooses to be one. His qualifications consist solely in this. Somehow, somewhere, he has made a deliberate choice in which he did not see his interests apart from someone else's. That's it, right there. And uh, I remember when I first read this, first read A Course in Miracles, being baffled a little bit by Son of God, that phrase, and also that um, the teachers of God are referred to always as He, Holy Spirit is He, God is the Father, God is He, and these gender things. And... Um, I just decided not to let it bother me. I used to have a lot of trouble back in the day with the word God. It bothered me. And so I just decided along the way not to let these symbols bother me. I know the nature of God is father and mother and not masculine or feminine per se. And that... Uh, I can let these gender things go. I don't need to be bothered by them. And I don't need to be bothered by anything. In fact, that was a decision I made years ago, was not to be bothered by anything and to, in fact, be unbotherable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love this... Um, quote from Krishnamurti uh, and he asked um, Krishnamurti said um, do you want know what, what do you want to know what my secret is you see I don't mind what happens I don't mind what happens so Krishnamurti lived inside that place of what could you not accept if you but knew that everything was gently planned by one whose only interest is your good? So this is the place that we're headed. And the more intentional we can be about it, if we aspire to be unbotherable, not because we're inured to our feelings, but because we are willing to feel only God's love in everything. So in the chapter, Who Are God's Teachers? It says their function is to save time. Each one begins as a single light. But with the call at its center, it is a light that cannot be limited. And each one saves a thousand years of time as the world judges it. To the call itself, time has no meaning. Later in chapter, in paragraph three of this chapter one, who are God's teachers in the manual for teachers? It says, it does not matter who the teacher was, 
before he heard the call. He has become. In his rebirth is the world reborn. So this is our one goal, to be reborn in the spirit, to be born. Well, that was weird. Never had that happen before. The rooster crowed, and the technology went bonkers at the very thought of us choosing to be the savior of the world. Oh, wow. Yeah, I feel that. Very powerful meditation today. Oh, yeah. Thank you for joining with me. Now, one of the things that I feel very strongly is that those of us who are choosing to do this inner work are choosing indeed to be the salvation of the world. We feel called. We recognize that we have chosen to incarnate at this time. We are living our destiny. And so for myself, what I realize that I am doing in my walk in this world is I'm remembering that I'm already an ascended master. I'm already an Ascended Master, and I've forgotten. And uh, one of the things, you know, we have these patterns and symbols in our dreams. And one of the recurring dreams that I've had for my whole adult life, at least, I can remember having these dreams over and over again. Um, sometimes uh, I only remember them once a year. But the familiar pattern is I'm having a dream that I'm moving into a different home, a new home. And um, depending on my state of mind at that time, that new home either feels very expansive or it can feel crowded or challenging. Usually it feels expansive even if it feels um, a bit challenging and uh, I remember one time I had a dream that I had a home that was palatial and opulent and I had been able to live in it all my for years and I had forgotten about it and the rent was already paid. And I'd completely forgotten that I had this beautiful palatial home that I could go and live in. It was so beautiful and so harmonious. And I'd completely forgotten about it. And the rent was already paid. <laughs> Isn't that a beautiful thing? So, um, and... I, I have these kinds of dreams all the time. I've been having a lot of them in a very short space of time since I've been here in Kauai. 
And so, um, and having these dreams that this huge, huge home is available to me. And I'm in the dreams, I'm choosing to move into it and to claim it. So I, I'm inviting people to begin to share what are the dreams that you're having. You may <clears throat> have heard me share over the years that I used to have a dream. Uh, it was a recurring dream, uh, just the same kind of thing over and over and over again. I would have this dream, and the most common ones, I used to be a huge Rolling Stones fan, huge. And uh, especially when I was in my teens and my 20s, I literally used to follow them around and and um, just loved the Rolling Stones. And so in my dreams, I would have uh, <coughs> great seats to see the Stones. And the concert would be starting, and I, I used to do photography, and I used to sh love to shoot concerts. I used to shoot rock concerts all the time. And so uh, it was always about getting that great shot of the Rolling Stones. And uh, in these dreams, I would, as the concert was starting, I would realize, oh, I didn't have my film or I didn't have the batteries for my camera or something that I needed to get a really good shot of the concert. And so I would go in search of these things to get a better image from the concert. And what would ultimately end up happening to me in the dream is I would miss the concert I would miss having the experience. I already had the great tickets, the great seats. And I would miss out on enjoying the experience of the concert because I was trying to capture an image of it. And I would get distracted by the different pieces in the world of form needed to capture that image. How about that? <laughs> And I didn't realize until just a few years ago what that dream was really about. So I already had this awakened awareness. I already had this beautiful awareness of myself as the love of God. But I was totally distracted by the things of the world, trying to capture an image of God and have the perfect, beautiful image of God rather than to experience my God self. I had good seats for the experience of my God self. So isn't it funny that this... Um, the Rolling Stones came to represent that for me. And here's what I can tell you is that it was about uh, 10 years ago that I really decided to go for it in my awakening. And once I decided to go for it, I stopped having that dream. It's interesting, isn't it? So, 
I sincerely believe that each one of us is called, that all are called, but it used to say few answer the call. All are called, but few choose to listen. I think that more and more of us are realizing this is why we incarnated at this time, to shine the light of God, to be the light of God, to save time, and to be teachers of God. And it can seem like it is an arrogant thing to think that we're a teacher of God, but actually it requires tremendous humility to be a teacher of God. That's one of the things that you know that I share because I've learned it. So, I am inviting you, as I feel called to invite you, to answer that call more fully and to be willing to say, I am a teacher of God. And why am I a teacher of God? Because I've come to value the oneness and unity of all life. And I have felt times when I felt that oneness, that call. So let's just feel that here. Feeling that oneness, that call. That we're answering it. We're choosing to answer it. Releasing all thoughts of separation. Willing to save a thousand years. How many lifetimes in a thousand years? Lifetimes of going over and over and over the same lessons again and again. Don't need to do that anymore. And we're not only doing it for ourselves. Of course, we're doing it for our family, our friends, our community. So I think why I keep getting this message to invite you to consider starting a study group of some kind, of course, a miracle study group of some kind, is because I know for me, my own experience, well, it's just because I'm, that's my intuition, that's the guidance I'm getting, but I can tell you honestly that for me, my teaching began when I decided to learn. I see that because I remember Back in the 80s, when I was in my 20s, and I began to wake up about a year or so before the harmonic convergence, I began to wake up. That energy was coming in. And I started thinking, I would like to have a group. And in fact, I I did start a group. We began to study spiritual books. We were going to unity services with Eric Butterworth in Manhattan. And uh, I read Shirley MacLaine's book, Out on a Limb, decided to go to Peru, and went to Machu Picchu in the Amazon, and really began this, began to meditate, began to have experiences of waking up, even though I was <laughs> far from uh, happy. 
I began to have these experiences and it was then that I began to think I really would like to be able to be a group leader and have a group of like-minded souls and believe me at that time I was mean and bitter and angry but still I felt this awakening happening in this way and what I see now that it wasn't until 12 years later studying spirituality all those years that I really felt called to uh, be a teacher and to start offering things uh, for free and people started coming uh, and for a long time very few people came and I started to think I'd like to be a spiritual teacher professionally but how will that ever happen I don't know it just seemed impossible to me I just didn't understand how to uh, market myself or uh, any of that and I, but I was learning at a very rapid rate uh, but now it seems like it was so slow <laughs> but I was learning at a rapid rate for me and then uh, when I finally came to A Course in Miracles uh, back in 2006 I uh, was already uh, almost a minister and had been a practitioner for quite some time. And I read in the Manual for Teachers, Who Are Their people, Pupils? That was life-changing for me. So I always invite anyone who aspires to a spiritual career of any kind, or even just to have the gumption, if you will, to... <laughs> to lead a study group, to go to Chapter 2 in the Manual for Teachers, Who Are Their Pupils? And it says right away, certain pupils have been assigned to each of God's teachers, and they will begin to look for him as soon as he has answered the call. They were chosen for him because the form of the universal curriculum that he will teach is best for them in view of their level of understanding. His pupils have been waiting for him for his coming is certain. Again, it is only a matter of time. Once he has chosen to fulfill his role, they are ready to fulfill theirs. Time waits on his choice but not on whom he will serve. When he is ready to learn, the opportunities to teach will be provided for him. So that's it, being really ready in earnest to learn. And then uh, in paragraph 3 it says, The world of time is the world of illusion. What happened long ago seems to be happening now remember we're reviewing things it seems to be happening now choices made long since appear to be open yet to be made what has been learned and understood and long ago passed by is looked upon as a new thought a fresh idea a different approach because your will is free you can accept what has already happened 
at any time you choose. And only then will you realize that it was already there. So this is why our work is not to figure out how, but to accept and to allow. What could you not accept if you but knew that everything was gently planned by one whose only purpose is your good? Because your will is free, you can accept what has already happened at any time you choose. And only then will you realize that it was always there. As the Course emphasizes, you are not free to choose the curriculum or even the form in which you will learn it. You are free, however, to decide when you want to learn it. And as you accept it, it is already learned. So we're already Ascended Masters. We already know all this. But... We've denied it in our minds in favor of the world we've made, the world of illusion. And when we're willing to let our attachments to what we've made go, and we're willing to accept and to allow the gifts of God, then the world that we made will fall away and we will experience the new heaven and the new earth. And one of the best ways to learn is to share. I can definitely testify to that. So you may have heard me share about back in 2008, I felt myself reach that tipping point where I was now more peaceful than unpeaceful. And I've shared about the experience of the twisty turnies. So the twisty turnies came to an end. And it was a few months after, well, it was during that time that I made the decision it all, you know, it all happens at once, or so it seems. It was during that time I made the decision to become extremely mindful of my choices to energize thoughts of separation. I made the decision to live as though I believed the law of cause and effect was in action all the time. So intellectually, I knew the law of cause and effect took no holidays, never looked the other way, but I didn't live as though I believed it. So I decided to live as though I believed it. And this is what Master St. Germain is talking to us about in Unveiled Mysteries, is to recognize the law of cause and effect is always operating. If you look around your life and you take stock of what you're experiencing, you will recognize that you are experiencing the choices that you've made. 
So when we decide to become a teacher, what happens in our mind, well, when we decide to earnestly learn, then we naturally get led to teaching. And if you're interested at all in sharing, remember, you can be a teacher of God without having a formal study group. You really can. And, of course, you're always teaching the efficacy of your choices. Your family's always watching. Your friends are always watching. Your coworkers and your neighbors are always watching. Everyone is always observing the efficacy of your choices as you're observing the efficacy of theirs. The Rewards of Teaching, The Reward of Teaching, Section 3 in Chapter 16. Okay? I, I, I really appreciate this section and I encourage you to read it. It says, we've already learned that everyone teaches and teaches all the time. You may have taught well and yet you may not have learned how to accept the comfort of your teaching. If you will consider what you have taught and how alien it is to what you thought you knew, you will be compelled to realize that your teacher came from beyond your thought system. Therefore, he could look upon it fairly and perceive it was untrue. So here, Jesus is our teacher. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. A little bit later in paragraph 2, it says, You may have taught freedom, but you may have not learned how to be free. See, and as you're teaching, sharing, teaching, as you're sharing with others what you think you know, it opens up in your mind what you actually do know and what you think you know and the discrepancies. Jesus says here in paragraph 2, I said earlier, by their fruits ye shall know them, and they shall know themselves. For it is certain that you judge yourself according to your teaching. The ego's teaching produces immediate results because the decisions are immediately accepted as your choice. And this acceptance means that you are willing to judge yourself accordingly. Cause and effect are very clear in the ego's thought system because all your learning has been directed toward establishing the relationship between them. Mm-hmm. So all your learning has been directed toward establishing the relationship between cause and effect and the ego thought system. Now, later... In this section, paragraph 5, it says, uh, well, I'm going to go back to paragraph 4. What you accept into your mind does not really change the truth. Illusions are but beliefs in what is not there. Illusions are but beliefs in what is not there. And the seeming conflict between truth and illusion can only be resolved by separating yourself from the illusion and not from truth. Your teaching has already done this. 
for the Holy Spirit is part of you. Created by God, the Holy Spirit left neither God nor God's creation. The Holy Spirit is both God and you, as you are God and Him together. For God's answer to the separation added more to you than you tried to give away, to take away. He protected both your creations and you together, keeping one with you. Keeping one with you, what you would exclude. And they will take the place of what you look, sorry, what you took in to replace them. They are quite real as part of the self you do not know. They communicate to you through the Holy Spirit. And their power and gratitude to you for their creation, they offer gladly to your teaching of yourself, who is their home. You who are host to God are also host to them, for nothing real has ever left the mind of its creator. And what is not real was never there. So our creations are the creations of perfection. And it comes to me here to talk about, so in Aurelia Louise Jones' book, The Seven Sacred Flames, she talks about the ray of divine love, the rose pink ray of divine love, and Master Paul as the Maha Chohan of the rose pink ray, and that the Maha Chohan of the Rose Pink Ray is the holder of the office of the Holy Spirit. Now, Patricia Cotarobles talks about the Holy Spirit as being the Mother God. Divine Love is the Mother God. Divine Will, the Blue Ray, Divine Will. Divine Will is the Father God. And that power blue and love pink combine into that violet flame which is our freedom our transcendence it is that tool of divine alchemy that we have so the whole here Jesus is telling us that the Holy Spirit is not separate from us very clearly. And so, as teachers of God, this is what we're teaching, is that we're not separate from divine love, divine will, the Holy Spirit, divine mother, divine father. We're not separate at all. We are born of God's will. And God's love. That's what we're born of. We're a creation of God. And we make creations of love and perfection. And we have become enamored of making things via the ego in the illusion. But as soon as we're done with that, then we will experience the new heaven and the new earth the fifth dimensional earth experience.
And one of the reasons why I felt guided to share Unveiled Mysteries with you is because Master Saint Germain teaches so clearly in there about our life as Ascended Masters. I'm going to get to that in a moment. I would like to share with you, you've probably heard me share this before, because it's so precious to me. So this is my page 337, still in this section on the reward of teaching, where it says that we're building this bridge. To your most, this is paragraph 8, to your most holy self, all praise is due for what you are and what he is who created you as you are. All praise is due to us for what we are and to God that created us <coughs> as we are. Sooner or later must everyone bridge the gap he imagines exists between his selves, lower self, higher self. Each one builds this bridge which carries him across the gap as soon as he is willing to expend some little effort on behalf of bridging it. So remember the um, ancient Tibetans called this the rainbow bridge. Rainbow, seven colors of the rainbow, seven rays. You see all these things move together. As it says in the Course, as we're waking up and remembering, we'll see the great rays. That's what we'll see our brothers and sisters as the great rays. And I'm going to talk about this in our Year 2 class today. <clears throat> so, as soon as we're willing to expend some little effort on behalf of bridging this gap between the lower self and the higher self, we get carried across. His little efforts are powerfully supplemented. Our little efforts are powerfully supplemented by the strength of heaven and by the united will of all who make heaven what it is, being joined within it. And so the one who would cross over the bridge is literally transported over the bridge. Your bridge is builded stronger than you think, and your foot is planted firmly on it. Have no fear that the attraction of those who stand on the other side and wait for you will not draw you safely across. For you will come where you would be and where yourself, capital S, awaits you. I, I don't hear other Course in Miracles uh, talking about this bridge and um, of course, I don't hear them talking about the Great Rays much, except for David Hoffmeister. Uh, he and I always seem to be so aligned, and um, I think we've been aligned for a few thousand years. <laughs> he is so my brother. Um, now, going back to Unveiled Mysteries, and of course, anybody has a question, you can uh, ask it. Unveiled Mysteries. So, last time we were looking at this text. Just going to open the door here. The uh, sprinklers from next door were going off during the meditation. The roosters are on the rampage this morning. 
don't know what's going on there. Apparently roosters crow. Yes, they crow at the light. <laughs> A lot of light pouring in, maybe. <clears throat> so I was sharing from Unveiled Mysteries, um, page 11, that th this is so critical for us to understand. You've, you've heard me talk, obviously, many, many, many times about the divine alarm clock. So I, I go over that over and over and over that because we have become inured to it. We don't even recognize it. We just immediately are triggered to start managing and coping with that divine alarm clock. But our feelings and becoming very, very aware of our feelings is going to help us so much. For me, I learned in my youth to deny my feelings so that I could be undistractable, so that I could work my will in the world. I'm telling you very specifically that was my intention in denying my feelings was to be able to be focused on working my will in the world and to be undeterred by the emotions. So I literally had a very strong intention to not feel my feelings. My feelings were terrifying to me and I really believed that if I felt my feelings I would be a loser and I would lose out on all the things I wanted and having the things I wanted would make me happy. I remember so clearly for so long being driven by trying to manifest what I wanted because I was absolutely convinced that what I wanted the having of it would make me happy and it would validate my existence, which, of course, nothing could be further from the truth. Nothing could be further from the truth. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So, going back to this feelings, um, I love what Master St. Germain says here in Unveiled Mysteries on page 11. The greatest crime in the universe against the law of love is humanity's almost ceaseless sending forth of every kind of irritable and destructive feeling. One day the race will come to realize and recognize that the sinister destructive forces manifesting on this earth and in its atmosphere generated And in this atmosphere generated, mark you by human thought and feeling, have only entered the affairs of individuals. I'm sorry. I got distracted. One day the race will come to realize and recognize that the sinister destructive forces manifesting on this earth and in its atmosphere generated mark you by human thought and feeling have only entered the affairs of individuals or nations through the lack of control in the emotions of everyone's daily personal experience. Even destructive thoughts cannot express themselves as action events or become physical things except by passing through the world of feeling. 
For it is in this phase of manifestation that the activity of coalescing the physical atom upon thought forms take place, takes place. So think for a second of the irritations, the frustrations, and the upsets that you allow yourself to entertain. And like a little fire, you keep putting fuel on it and fuel on it, building the case for your upset, making all these circumstances and situations so real to you in your mind as you build that fire of, and it's a destructive fire. So it says here, even destructive thoughts cannot express themselves as actions, events. They can't come into form, into our experience, except by passing through the world of feeling. So you know how I've talked about we magnetize into our awareness the thoughts that are congruent with our belief system. If we don't get in the gap and interrupt those thoughts before we start agreeing with them and thinking them and investing our energy in them, then they will start to show up in our emotional world as feelings. We literally are that divine alarm clock going off. If we don't stop it there, then it will come into the world of physical form. So first we'll feel it in our body, and then we'll start to experience it in the world. And if we keep energizing it and energizing it, we're going to bring it into the world of form. In terms of all kinds of things, like uh, hurricanes and tornadoes and war and pestilence and everything that we experience that we don't like. So it says here, as the noise from a sudden explosion shocks the nervous system of one who hears it, setting up a trembling sensation in the cellular structure of the body, in exactly the same way do the flares of irritated feeling shock, disturb, and disarrange the finer substance in the atomic structure of the mind, body, and world of the person who sends them out consciously or unconsciously, intentionally or unintentionally. Discordant feelings. Discordant feeling is the producer of conditions we call disintegration, old age, lack of memory, and every other failure in the world of human experience. The effect upon the body structure is the same as that produced upon a building if the mortar holding the bricks together were to receive repeated shocks and each day those were to be increased. The continual shock would shake apart the particles composing the mortar the building would collapse into a chaotic mess and the form to be no more. That is what mankind is constantly doing to the atomic structure of the human body. To give expression to the discordant thoughts and feelings in oneself is the course of least resistance. And the habitual activity of the undeveloped, undisciplined, and willful individual who refuses to un understand the law of his own being and bring the personal self, which is but his instrument of expression, 
into obedience to that law. He who cannot or will not control his thoughts and beings is in a bad way. For every door of his consciousness is wide open to the disintegrating activities thrown off by other minds and the emotions of other personalities. It takes neither strength, wisdom, nor training to give way to unkind, destructive impulses. And the full-grown human beings who do this are but children in the development of self-control. It is a blight upon the life of mankind that so little control of the emotions is taught humanity from the cradle to the grave. Attention to this particular point is the greatest need in the Western world today. It is easy to give way to discordant thoughts, feelings, and activities to be sure because the mass of mankind are submerged, as it were, by environment and association entirely created by themselves. So this is our work to do. Is And this is why for the last month or so we've been talking about identifying what are the situation, circumstances, relationships, beliefs, thoughts, all same thing because remember, all thought produces form at some level. So whatever you invest your thinking in is going to produce form. Form is our emotions. Form is also our thoughts. Uh, and form is our relationships. It's our experiences. So what we're experiencing, what we're seeing in the world is, of course, our belief system and our thoughts made manifest. I know we all know this, but yet we still complain that things are happening to us. So this is why we're looking at what is the area in your life that causes the most stress and where are you still energizing that it's happening to you? Where are you still energizing that it's happening to you? Because it's not happening to you, it's happening by you. It's happening by your willful decision to think thoughts that aren't true and the emotional upset that you experience is the recognition that your thoughts are untrue and that you're hurting yourself. There's not a lot of difference between someone who's cutting themselves. You know, you've heard of people who are addicted to cutting themselves uh, people who are addicted to any kind of self-abuse, to allow yourself to continuously go off on that emotional alarm clock is self-abuse. And this is what St. Germain is telling us is the cause of illness, old age, and everything that we say we don't want and don't like. This is why all healing is at the level of the mind. So for me, it to me is harder to stop doing something. It's harder to stop doing a negative habit. 
than it is to replace the negative habit with a positive habit. So that's why my focus is not on self-improvement, which accepts as the premise there's something wrong with me that needs to be fixed. There is nothing to forgive. There is nothing to be fixed. I'm interested in seeing my true reality and knowing myself as I truly am, the awakened, ascended master. So that's why we're doing things like the meditation to be the open door. I am that I am. I am the open door. I am willing to recognize my God self. I am willing to partner up with the Holy Spirit. I am willing to be led and guided by the angels, by Jesus, focusing entirely on this and not making the problems real. So, any place in your life where you still feel highly agitated, irritated, frustrated, any kind of an emotional, physical, emotional distress response, there is a golden opportunity that you've made for yourself to focus on your healing. Because there is a very strong belief, a very strong attachment that can simply be healed by allowing the Holy Spirit to heal it. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude now together and accept our healing. Here's where our Ho'oponopono can help us. So I am going to pray for our healing, our forgiving ourselves, for going on this journey. Anything that we've judged ourselves about our journey, let's stop making it real. That's the fastest way, to stop making it real. And so after I pray, I'm going to play the Ho'oponopono song uh, that my dear friend Jennifer Ruth Russell, who was in the first year of Masterful Living, wrote um, about two years ago, I guess. And uh, I put in the Facebook group how to go and purchase it and download it. And uh, I encourage you to do that. Sometimes I play it for an hour at a time. And I just find it so helpful in my spiritual practice, singing along while I'm cooking food or while I'm just being contemplative. It's wonderful. So we take these breaths of love and gratitude. We open our heart, we open our mind to this unprecedented healing that we're accepting for ourselves. We make a holy offering as we invoke the Holy Spirit into our awareness and we call the name of God, Beloved I Am, and we recognize I am that I am. And as I choose this healing for myself, I choose it for all beings because I'm one with them. And what, <clears throat> what I'm choosing right now is to remember myself as an Ascended Master. I'm choosing to remember that I dwell in the house of the Lord. I dwell in opulence, in beauty, in truth, in wholeness, in freedom. And I'm so grateful to remember that this is so. 
opening my heart, opening my mind to the love of God. I'm grateful and thankful to choose this healing now. I surrender every false belief to the Holy Spirit for healing. I choose to awaken to the love of God to cross that bridge and to know that I am being pulled across it by the company of heaven. I'm grateful and thankful to choose love here and now. So grateful and thankful to share the benefits with everyone because I'm one with them. So grateful and so thankful to allow the healing to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. I love you. I love you. 
I love you. I love you. I love you. 